Good morning, Orlando. Monday morning at 6, you're on the 50,000-watt front porch for a first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Coming right here, right now for you on News Radio 102.5 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Tom Alexander in for Deborah Roberts. Our top stories this morning. The cave rescue operation continues in Thailand. President Trump announces his Supreme Court pick tonight. Details coming up in one minute. We're all over the cave rescue drama halfway around the world. Trump derangement syndrome continuing unchecked. And the president makes his Supreme Court pick tonight. We'll check with a live report on who might have the inside track in this hour of Good Morning Orlando. 602 on News Radio 1025. Dive crews in Thailand have resumed rescue efforts for the rest of a boys' soccer team that's been trapped in a cave there for more than two weeks. Four boys were brought to safety in a rescue operation Sunday that involved the boys being attached to divers while wearing oxygen masks. Authorities decided to go forward with the rescue because of concerns that oxygen levels in the cave were dropping and that heavy rains could flood the cave even more. The news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. We're going to stay on top of that story all morning long. We may have new developments. Uh, Phase 2 is underway. They're inside the cave. We're going to hear in a moment from some experts on what not only those kids, but those divers are up against. And it is daunting. We're praying for a good result. The whole world is focused, as you said before the show, on the same outcome. That doesn't happen often. No, not lately. It certainly doesn't. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, certainly a treacherous operation. It really is, but it's a story away from politics that has galvanized the attention of the entire world in such a positive way. Yep. More coming up. Okay. President Donald Trump will tell America his Supreme Court pick in a primetime speech tonight. The president will nominate a replacement for retiring Justice Anthony Kennedy, who has been on the high court since 1988. He'll pick from a list that reportedly includes four federal appeals court judges. I'll be talking live later in this hour with one of our top flight News Radio 1025 national correspondents about the final four said to be on Trump's short list. Coming up later on. Everyone is watching this story for sure. Things are churning in the tropics this morning. The National Hurricane Center says Tropical Storm Chris is meandering well off the coast of the Carolinas. It is expected to strengthen today. Forecasters say Chris could become a hurricane later today or this evening. Meantime, the remnants of Hurricane Barrel are over the northeastern Caribbean Sea. The National Hurricane Center says that system will continue to move west-northwest and get weaker throughout the day. However, forecasters say there is a 30% chance the storm could regenerate in a few days when the remnants move across the Bahamas and the western Atlantic. Closer to home, a man is dead after an armed standoff that lasted about 24 hours in Polk County. Gary Cawley shot and killed himself yesterday afternoon at a home on Dartmouth Road in Lakeland. The standoff started Saturday afternoon after investigators say the 39-year-old got into an argument with his estranged wife at her home. After she called deputies, Gary Cawley locked himself inside the home with their six-year-old daughter, who he later released safely. There will be extra police patrols outside a UCF building where a woman had a scary encounter. The woman told UCF police she was walking by the Mathematical Sciences building early yesterday morning when a man groped her. She says she hit him and he ran away. No arrests have been announced so far. And members of a Florida church youth group are stuck in Haiti amid violent protests over the price of gas. Riots erupted in the island nation after the government announced a plan to raise the price of gas 
between 38 and 51 cents a gallon. The demonstrations have forced flights to be canceled to and from Haiti. The group from the Tampa area can't leave. Right now, the group is safe, but they don't know when they'll be able to get a flight to come home. WFLA News Time now, 6.05. You can watch as a pistol-packing waitress defends a co-worker during an attack at 1025wfla.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. The Bud Man with you here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Dev is off, and Tom Alexander's bringing us the news. Yaffe's our executive producer. I can eyeball him through the glass in the control room where he and Stephanie will be closely monitoring, as will Tom in the newsroom, developments inside that cave in Thailand. More on that coming up, and we'll thread it um, through the entire three hours with breaking news whenever we have anything new. It is such a compelling story. And suddenly, when it seemed there was no hope, it appears they may have a shot at getting them all out alive. Nothing short of miraculous. Our number, um, if you want to reach us by phone for the topic of the hour and you want to weigh in, sound off. And by the way, Open Mind Monday comes up at 8 o'clock. Your take on any topic on a Monday, so be ready to go on that. 407-916-5400. Our text line, never busy, 23680 there. But, of course, standard message and data rates do apply. It's the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Just for you, from the Frontgate Realty Studio, from your cell, hit pound 250, keyword real estate. On the cave rescue drama, next. Right after an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you, here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Breathtaking drama continues in that flooded cave halfway around the world in the nation of um, Thailand with the monsoon rains closing in and threatening to flood the entire caveway and all those passages into where the, the boys and their scoutmaster went exploring many days ago and then suddenly couldn't get out when the waters rose. Um, the situation continues to be perilous, but yesterday was so extraordinary. Four of these boys rescued and apparently in good shape being checked at the hospital, and if they haven't already been, to soon be reunited with their families. I mean, you have to understand that there was quite a while here when we, um, when we didn't have uh, any hope at all. And now we have reports not only of the four being led out of that cave alive yesterday, but a breaking news update, and Tom is back with that. What do you know? Well, Bud, there are multiple, multiple reports now this morning that a fifth boy has emerged from the cave and has been taken on a stretcher to an ambulance. Wow. And there are some other reports that a sixth may be near the surface. My goodness. Tom, keep us up to date. Appreciate the breaking we'll news there right from the WFLA newsroom. Yesterday, they brought out two boys 10 minutes apart, and then an hour later, two more 10 minutes apart. Maybe that pattern will be repeated. If they could keep it up all day, they'd have everybody out. And this July 9th, 2018 would be long remembered for the remac- for the miraculous developments inside that cave. You've got 13 foreign divers, five members of Thailand's elite Navy SEAL unit guiding these boys to safety through these narrow submerged passageways. And of course, they lost the life of one of the diver, uh, one of the divers on Friday who ran out of oxygen and did not survive. 
The rescuers needed um, 10 hours to prepare for today's operation. 90 divers involved, total 50 of them from foreign countries, the U.S. included. One of the issues they had to wait to replenish the oxygen supply in the cave, which had dwindled to dangerous levels. These boys are scouts. They're between 11 and 15, 16 years old, between 11 and 16, and they went missing with a 25-year-old coach after soccer practice back on the 23rd of June when they set out on an adventure to explore the cave complex um, near the border with Thailand and Myanmar and to celebrate one of the boys' birthday. And then the waters rose, it's the monsoon season, and the heavy weather is closing in, and suddenly they had no way out. And if you want to know what these kids and these divers are up against, I've got a couple of sound cuts for you now. First of all, let's listen to retired Navy SEAL Don Mann on what these kids are going through. I've done cave diving, and I'm a rescue diver, and I've never experienced anything as, as arduous as what these young boys are experiencing. What you feel is a, a feeling of entrapment. And, and when you can't see a way out and when you don't see light in a crack in the rock or something, you, you get a feeling of panic. They have a great team rescuing them, but they have a lot going against them. They have time going against them, oxygen, food, and water levels rising. Retired Navy SEAL Don Mann. Now let's listen to the coordinator of the National Cave Rescue Commission, Anmar Mirza, on these kids. The big problem that they're facing, of course, is that none of these kids uh, knew how to swim. Uh, they've only had crash courses in diving. Um, and the spent nine days with no food, and that starvation made them weak. And so where if a healthy person... Uh, would have trouble doing this. Now you have all these added complications on top of that. And let's not forget the ordeal for these heroic divers. Let's listen now to former Navy SEAL and combat swimmer Jake Zweig on that. But people don't understand how much gear these guys have. They're normally traveling with two full scuba tanks and a reserve pony bottle. You know, they could have upwards of 150 pounds of gear and it's not just a straight swim. They've got to climb. They've got to get out and walk. Then they have to do it in the backwards fashion, put all that stuff back on with the kids now. And the drama continues in the breaking news moments ago from Tom Alexander in for Deb this morning, bringing us the news, says they have a fifth boy out, and there are reports that a sixth boy may be out as well. Stay tuned all morning on Good Morning Orlando for updates on the story the entire world is watching. In a moment, Trump derangement syndrome continuing unchecked and a perspective on Trump the salty sailor that is authored by a gold star Florida mother who lost her son in Afghanistan some years ago. This will help those who don't understand how Trump got elected, and how popular he is with his supporters. I think they'll understand when I, and you may as well, when I share her story as she views Trump like a salty sailor. It's compelling stuff, and it's coming up. 623, the Trump train has just pulled into the station. Hop on board. Trump derangement syndrome continuing unabated. News came down over the weekend of a Palm Beach County man down in the southeastern part of Florida in Boynton Beach 
who was uh, watching a local 4th of July fireworks show from his front yard. He happened to have a pro-Trump flag waving proudly in his garden in the front. A man drove by, stopped his car, started getting irate, yelling at him about the president. He walked down to the guy hollering from his car and says the man punched him in the face and drove off with his arms stuck in the door. And um, this is Jeff Good. He's, um, I don't know, he looks to be, when I look at the video, maybe in his 60s or so. The man punched him in the face, drove off with his arms stuck in the car, says he was dragged about 30 feet, got bruises, bumps from the incident. He's going to be okay. Trump derangement syndrome, though, gets worse. And I've told you somebody's going to get hurt, somebody's going to wind up dead. This guy had that in mind. A Long Island man, 75-year-old Martin Astroff, now under arrest for threatening to kill supporters of President Trump and local Republican uh, pro-Trumper Lee Zeldin up on Long Island. I mean, the guy went ballistic at the congressman's um, uh, campaign headquarters, threatening to kill a campaign worker, as well as the congressman and Trump supporters. Then he backed his car up in an aggressive manner and nearly struck the worker. He has been charged uh, with a, a felony count of making a terroristic threat and uh, reckless endangerment as well up in Long Island. Former uh, Trump White House chief strategist Steve Bannon harassed while in a bookstore in Richmond, Virginia. And another protest harassing the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell while he and his family and friends were leaving a Kentucky restaurant. Yaffe has posted all of this uh, on the website, 1025WFLA.com, keyword Budman, threatening to vote him out of office, saying no justice, no peace. We know where you live. You know, I've got to tell you, and we can talk about this in the next segment. Do you agree with me that this is to the point now, and God forbid it goes any further, but I fear that it may. This is ultimately going to be counterproductive for the never-Trumpers and for the Democrats. Because, yes, the far left loves it. They're, they're, Maxine Waters got this going. This is the way they want to play the game. They loathe Trump and anyone who supports him at any level to that extent. The end justifies the means, okay? Destroy them, destroy Trump. But for the vast majority of other voters who are always up for grabs in an election, this is not playing well. This does not come off as fundamentally right, fundamentally American, fundamentally fair. And they recoil against it. There is already polling evidence to that effect. Do you agree with me that for the left, this tactic, this strategy will be counterproductive and it will hurt their cause? We can only hope. Now let me share this amazing piece by Gold Star mom Karen Vaughn, who lost her son in Afghanistan in 2011, lives along the Treasure Coast on the eastern side of Florida, Karen Vaughn. This came to me from a conservative friend of mine on the west coast of all places over the weekend, and I wanted to share it with you. Entitled, The Salty Sailor and the Fireman. This helps explain how the Trump supporters are hanging with this guy. The Salty Sailor and the Fireman. From Karen Vaughn, mother of Aaron Vaughn, fallen Navy SEAL. She writes, sometimes God uses the no-nonsense salty sailor to get the job done. Appreciating what the man is doing 
doesn't mean we worship the salty sailor or even desire to be like the salty sailor. It doesn't even mean God admires the salty sailor. Maybe he just knows he's necessary for such a time as this. I believe with all my heart, she writes, that God placed that salty sailor in the White House and gave this nation one more chance in November 2016. Donald Trump is what he is. He is still the man he was before the election. And without guilt, I very much admire what that salty sailor's accomplishing. He's not like me. That's okay with me. I don't want to be like him. I'll never behave like him. I know we've never had a man like him lead our nation. It's crazy and a little mind-blowing at times, but I can't help admire the ability Trump has to act with his heart rather than a calculated PC, think tank screened, carefully edited script. I still believe that is why he became our president and why he's been able to handle the landslide of adversity and still pass unprecedented amounts of good legislation for our country and do great works for many other nations, including Israel. I am thrilled, she writes, with what he's doing for my nation, for the cause of Christ, whether intentional or unintentional doesn't matter to me, and for the concept of rebuilding America and putting her first. I will not be ashamed of my position because others don't see him through the same lens. Should it matter to me if a fireman drops an F-bomb while he's pulling me from a burning building? Would I really care about what came out of his mouth in those moments? Heck no! I care about what he was doing. He wasn't sent there to save my soul, and I'm looking, not looking for him for spiritual guidance. All I'm thinking in those moments is, thank you, Jesus, for sending the fireman. Donald Trump is crass, she writes in conclusion. Okay, he's not careful with what he says. Okay, you feel offended that he's not a typical statesman. Okay, but he is rebuilding the nation my son died for. The nation I feared was on a fast track to becoming a hopeless cause. Forgive me if I'm smiling. Gold star mother Karen Vaughn from Florida. Doesn't that explain the appeal of Donald Trump to so many? Maybe the left will get it now. Nah, probably not. Coming up, back with the very latest on the cave rescue drama in Thailand um, with Tom Alexander, and he also has the rest of the news. He's in for Deb this morning, and that is next here at 6.30. And good morning to you. Good morning, Orlando. News update right now. Tom Alexander uh, in for Deb this morning. And if you're just joining us, Tom has more on the breaking news he brought us about 20 minutes ago on the cave rescue drama in Thailand. I do, bud. A number of news agencies are reporting a fifth boy has been brought out of that flooded cave in Thailand. Divers rescued four boys yesterday, more than two weeks after the 12 members of a soccer team and their coach were trapped in a popular cave complex in northern Thailand. The rescued boys have been rushed to hospitals where they're being treated for dehydration, malnutrition, and other effects of being trapped underground for 15 days. Rescue teams are working to bring out more of the 11- to 16-year-old boys and their 25-year-old coach. Again, a fifth boy was brought out just a little while ago. We are working to confirm other reports that a sixth boy is nearing the surface. We, of course, will continue following this story all morning long and bring you updates as we get them. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Donald Trump is set to embark on a big European trip tomorrow evening. The first stop will be a NATO summit in Brussels. The president will then head for Great Britain on Thursday. He plans to stay there through the weekend. July 15th, he'll fly to Helsinki, Finland for a summit with Russian President Vladimir Putin the next day. Trump, the president, plans to meet one-on-one with the Russian leader. 
That will be followed by an expanded meeting with delegations from both countries as well as a working lunch. Environmentalists claim Governor Rick Scott is trying to greenwash his record as he runs for the U.S. Senate. St. Lucie County Commissioner Chris Zadovsky says Rick Scott gutted the water management districts, eliminated the agency that used to regulate large developments, and stopped the Department of Environmental Protection from enforcing water quality standards. This has all been just incredibly disheartening, and today uh, we're seeing Governor Scott try to take credit for doing good things when when the fact is that since day one he's dismantled all the regulatory agencies and, and helped to create the problems we have today. Zadovsky says the governor's environmental mismanagement is contributing to the toxic algae blooms that threaten rivers and estuaries near Lake Okeechobee. Finally, an argument is believed to be the cause of a deadly double shooting in Seminole County. It happened early yesterday morning in Lake Mary at the Colonial Town Park Shopping Plaza. Deputies say the argument started inside the Graffiti Junction restaurant after those involved were asked to leave. Someone fired shots in the parking lot. One person was killed. An innocent bystander was also shot. That person at last check was in critical condition. WFLA News Time now coming up on 636. I'm Tom Alexander, News Radio 1025 WFLA. Get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues right now. Tom, thanks so much. It's the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Just go to your cell, hit pound 250, keyword real estate. Time now to bring in Gina Cervetti with the Daily Bloomberg business report live as always from the bloomberg newsroom in new york city and good monday morning to you gina good monday morning bud so let's take a look at those futures uh things are looking pretty pretty optimistic this morning as you see them they are right now we have the stock futures pointing to gains at the open on wall street to kick off a new week the dow futures up 107 points that's a gain of about four tenths percent so Again, it looks like uh, things will move higher here at the opening bell. Crude oil right now is at $73.67 a barrel. We have the start of earnings season this week. Again, that may shift some attention away from the trade war that's been keeping pressure on global stocks. Had a better-than-expected jobs report in terms of the payrolls coming in last Friday. And we had stocks up about nine-tenths percent in that session over the four sessions that we had last week because we had the holiday in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Market was up one and a half percent. The Bloomberg Orlando index gained one point six percent over the week. And voices are being heard in some quarters this morning. Break up Facebook. What's the story, Gina? The top U.S. communications union is joining a coalition calling for the Federal Trade Commission to break it up as the social media company faces growing government scrutiny and public pressure. We should all be, now I'm quoting here, we should all be deeply concerned by Facebook's power over our lives and democracy. That is a quote from Brian Thorne, a researcher for the Communications Workers of America. This union has 700,000 members, also the newest member of the Freedom from Facebook Coalition. Other members include Move On. Now, Gina has an update for us now. You'll remember a couple of years ago when Blue Bell ice cream became contaminated and uh, a lot of people got sick, and uh, the stock price tanked. Well, there's an update on that this morning. Mm -hmm. What can you tell us, Gina? A Delaware judge says directors at Bluebell Creameries must face claims that their mismanagement 
led to the 2015 listeria outbreak that led to the recall of Bluebell's products, all of them, by the way, and millions of dollars in lost sales. The judge said that an investor lawsuit raised legitimate points about whether board members did enough to ensure the company's plants did not produce contaminated products. This ruling comes as Bluebell is pushing to get back into more U.S. supermarkets. And finally, Starbucks making some news, but it doesn't really have anything to do with their coffee. Tell us about it. Well, Starbucks says today, bud, that it will eliminate disposable plastic straws from its more than 28,000 stores. The chain says it will make strawless lid or alternative material straw options available instead. Starbucks expects the move will eliminate more than a billion plastic straws per year from its stores. Last month, a group of 25 investors managing more than a trillion dollars in assets demanded that companies, including Nestle and Pepsi, reduce their use of plastic packaging. Very interesting move by Starbucks. Always appreciate the update on a wide range of business-related topics, Gina, when you join us live with the Bloomberg Business Report from New York City. We'll catch you tomorrow morning at 6.35. Have a wonderful day, Gina. You too. Thanks, bud. All right, coming up, we're back on the Trump train. I'd like to know your reaction to that piece penned by a gold star mother from Florida, Karen Vaughn, helping the left perhaps understand why she supports Trump, even though there were some things about him personally that grate on her. It was the salty sailor and fireman piece that I shared with you. Does that ring true with you? Are you out there feeling the way Karen Vaughn and maybe some others feel? Yeah, he's rough around the edges, unlike any other president we've ever had. You know, some things I don't like about him and the way he does things, but I like what he gets done, and I'm supporting him perhaps more strongly than ever. There's a lot of that going on out there, and I think it helps explain why the left can't take down this president. And do you agree with my analysis that this unchecked reign of Trump derangement syndrome, and I gave you the worst of what's just happened across the country, ultimately is to the benefit of the Republicans who support Trump and to the president's ultimate hopes for a second term. I see this recoiling, rebounding, ricocheting, against the left. Do you agree with me on the Trump derangement syndrome? It's too much for all but the hard left to stomach. And there's not enough hard lefties, thank God, to get anybody elected in this country. Let's talk about it. And later in this half hour, a live report on the final four for Supreme Court. The president announcing the pick tonight. Stay tuned. That's all coming up here in about 10 minutes. We'll have an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you. Stick around here. That's coming in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFL. Yaffe, the uh, Trump derangement syndrome continues unabated, unchecked. I've said before from this microphone, somebody's going to wind up very seriously hurt or dead if this continues. But the politics of it all, I think, are already showing signs of playing against the hard left that has undertaken this strategy. Yeah, I would agree. I think there's a lot of people who are maybe not diehard Trump supporters, maybe voted for him, but not diehard Trump supporters that are going to be extra defensive of him now because of all of this. Yeah, it's just too much. It's yeah, not fair. Exactly. It's not right. You know, it's constant harassment of his supporters. It is constantly hounding him no matter what he does. And, you know, 
this is why Chuck Schumer and others came out initially and said they were against this. So there are even some Democrats who feel like, no, this is going way too far. That says a lot to me. Yeah. Interesting piece by the Gold Star mother from Florida, Karen Vaughn, to see Trump, you know, as the salty sailor and the fireman, you know. Uh, all I care is that that he gets things done or that he that he rescues me and my country. I don't care what he sounds like. I don't care how he acts, but he gets things done. I hear this all the time from diehard Trump supporters that ex- pretty much exactly what that piece said, that they just like that he's getting things done. They don't care. They're tired of the political correctness. So I think the piece was right on the money. I don't know if I agree with everything. I think it does matter that the president has character and says the right things. Mm-hmm. And I think there are times, which you agree as well, that Trump goes too far. There's no question. Um, but I totally understand the sentiment every time i talk to trump supporters that's one of the biggest things they say they don't care they're just glad he gets the job done and he does he does at any rate um supreme court pick tonight at nine o'clock who do you think it's going to be i i'm with you bud i think it's going to be amy barrett i think that is going to be the pick seems the best pick to me other than mike lee i would prefer mike lee he's not on the list he's not on the final four not on the final four unless you know trump decides to yeah. To surprise everyone, but I think it's going to be her. Very interesting that um, veteran Republican Senator Orrin Hatch of Utah penned an op-ed on Friday. I don't know I if it was a this. slip or what it was, <laughs> but he referred in there to the pick as a she and a her. He used yeah. the, feminine, the feminine pronouns. I don't know if it was a slip or whether he's just trying to get Trump to read it and nudge him in that direction. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a possibility that he just wanted to say, look, Trump, you need to pick this girl that would be the best or maybe he knows something maybe that he's we got don't. the inside track i don't know all right you want to know about the final four stay with me i'll talk with our news radio 1025 national correspondent michael bauer minutes from now and he is all over this story don't miss it i'm hearing we're down to the final four let's get connected to all that is going on in advance of this dramatic moment tonight as we bring in News Radio 1025 National Correspondent Michael Bauer. Michael, welcome back to Good Morning Orlando. What can you tell us on this Supreme Court situation? Well, thanks, bud. We do know that it's going to happen tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. It'll be broadcast from the East Room of the White House, which is a fairly big room, meaning, and I'm just throwing out some speculation here, maybe we see the Apprentice Supreme Court edition going on tonight where you have not only the nominee, but what about the top four being in the same room and then seeing the president make his pick? I'm just saying if you're looking for a president (laughs) who knows his way around entertainment and television, that might be the direction you would go with this. And, by the way, interestingly enough, happening all on the same day, the 14th, Amendment turns 150 years old. So the anticipation and the drama building up here tonight, bud. Oh, my goodness. Let's go through the uh, final four. Can we start yes. with Amy Coney Barrett? Um, yeah, she seems to be leading the way right now, bud. She's, at least when I look at, when I did my research this morning, I was looking um, at offshore betting sites overseas. <laughs> she certainly leads the way right now. She's uh, 46 years old, nominated to the 7th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Notre Dame law professor, and it seems like if you're if you're kind of going with the politi- socio-political element here, you've got you know the Me Too movement, you've got women who have been uh, picked throughout uh, some of the primaries over the past couple of months. It may not be a bad move for the president.
hesitant to go with Amy Comey Barrett, who in her nominee for nomination for the seventh U.S. Court of Appeals was also uh, by Democrats targeted as somebody who was too religious and somebody who believed too much in their religion and was letting that sway her voting there. Um, Democrats right now don't have much to do about any of this. They're, they're hoping for lifelines and trying to get Murkowski and Collins to yeah. not confirm anybody, whoever the nominee may be, but that's going to be a tough road to hoe. How about Brett Kavanaugh? Brett Kavanaugh seems to be, at this point in time, if you just look at, again, if, you, if I go back to the betting lines on this, Brett Kavanaugh seems to be uh, in, in second place, then Hardiman and Kethledge. Hardiman and Kethledge seem to be a concern because the president, uh, in, at least in regards to Kethledge, said that he found Kethledge a little dull and was worried about his record on immigration. Kavanaugh, however, could be a problem because during the Bush administrations, both times, um, we're looking at a president who we already know wants to drain the swamp, doesn't want to have too many affiliations with past administrations, and right. Kavanaugh had both times in Bush administrations, that could be a question going forward for the president here in regards to the political establishment. And we know that um, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and and President Trump are not always on the same wavelength here. McConnell's pushing Kethledge. Maybe that pushes Kethledge away from Trump. Yeah, that could happen too, right? I mean, if you if you look at the way that President Trump works on occasion, anything that kind of you know goes that direction, if Mitch McConnell likes it, you almost see that. Well, I can't possibly like it, and, and we know that Mitch McConnell has said that both Kethledge and Hardiman would present the fewest obstacles as far as confirmations go. Um, it's a possibility that the president just walks away from those based upon that kind of a statement. It's tough to say what the president is taking in right now. We do know that he spent all weekend uh, at the golf course in Jersey thinking about and mulling over the idea of this. We don't know who he was talking to, but we do know that there was a ton of people that he was having conversations with about this. I don't know how many of them were out of D.C., uh, but that said, it's going to be a big announcement coming up tonight for sure. I've got 30 seconds. Tom Hardiman. Yes, Tom Hardiman seems to be a, a guy that is it, it, out there. But again, one of the ones that Mitch McConnell is touting as far as the least obstacles that would be uh, on the road to getting confirmed. It depends on how well that plays with the president. Hardiman himself, a uh, very strong Republican, a guy who uh, sits on the 53rd U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, drove a cab, worked his way through college. President likes people who work hard. That could be a solid pick. That's as up-to-date as we can possibly be. Spent the weekend analyzing the Supreme Court Final Four. News Radio 1025 National Correspondent Michael Bauer, great to have you with us. Great job as always, and we'll see how it all plays out at 9 o'clock tonight. Thank you so much, you Michael. Have a great morning, bud. You bet. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us here on a Monday morning at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here, right now for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Tom Alexander, in for Deborah Roberts. Our top stories this morning the cave rescue operation continues in Thailand, and the latest on the deadly flooding in Japan. We'll have details coming up in one minute. We're on top of the cave rescue drama with uh, updates as warranted. And in a moment, you will hear what the kids and the divers are up against on Good Morning Orlando. Coming up on 703 on News Radio 1025, the rescue efforts in Thailand continue this morning. Dive crews have already brought one more boy out of the cave today. The total is now five of the 12 boys and their coach who have been trapped in that flooded cave for more than two weeks. Divers pulled out four boys yesterday. The rescued boys have been rushed to hospitals where they're being treated for dehydration, malnutrition, and other effects of being trapped underground for 15 days. The news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. At least 100 people are thought to have died after record rainfall caused flooding and landslides in western Japan, according to a government spokesperson. Dozens more are reported missing. 
and electricity supplies have been hit. Since Thursday, parts of western Japan have received three times the usual rainfall for the entire month of July. Two million people have been ordered to evacuate as rivers burst their banks. Rescuers restarted their search this morning, looking through the mud for any survivors or the bodies of those killed. An official says water levels are gradually receding and emergency teams may be able to access the worst hit areas on foot very soon. Disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein is expected to plead not guilty today on new sex crime charges. He's being arraigned in Lower Manhattan. Later today, earlier this month, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office filed a superseding indictment against Weinstein involving a third woman who's accusing him of predatory sexual assault and a forcible sex act against a woman in 2006. They're the first new charges filed against Weinstein since his arrest on rape and other charges back in May. Weinstein could be facing life in prison if he's found guilty. He has repeatedly denied any criminal wrongdoing. Here in Central Florida, a girl is dead and her grandmother injured after a house fire in Orlando. It happened yesterday morning on Lescott Lane. There's no word right now on a cause. The girl has not been identified, but fire officials say she was nine years old. Her grandmother was hospitalized with severe burns. The home did not have a working smoke detector. Fire officials will be in that neighborhood today to install free smoke detectors for anyone who needs one. My guess is there'll be plenty of takers, but how sad, you know, too late to save that precious little girl. So sad. Finally, summer gas prices in Florida are the highest they've been in four years, but AAA says they've been relatively steady over the past week. They've only dropped about half a cent. Statewide average is now 272 for a gallon of regular. Most expensive average price in Florida, the West Palm Beach Boca Raton area at 284. The lowest is in the Tampa St. Pete area at 265. The Orlando and Melbourne Titusville areas, not that far above that, both at 266 a gallon. All right, there's AAA, there's gasbuddy.com, but there's GasBud. That's the Bud right. Man passes six stations on the way to work. Saw 257 a gallon this wow. morning. Uh, up in the Castleberry Maitland area on seventeen ninety two two fifty seven. There we okay. go. There we're a little public service for our here. Gas bud. I want you to know I'm thinking about you on the way in. <laughs> Not bad. Two fifty seven. Considering WFLA news time now is seven oh six. You can read about Twitter deleting accounts faster than it ever has before at one zero two five WFLA dot com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. Weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Tom Alexander bringing us the news this morning. Deb's still off, and uh, boy, what a sweet headline he brought us with breaking news in the last hour. We got a fifth boy rescued from the cave in Thailand, and Fox News is now putting that up as a definitive headline confirmed. And uh, hopefully there will be more. And if there are between now and 9 o'clock, you're going to hear about it right here. And, of course, on WFLA with news and top and bottom of the hour all day long, uh, you will get the very latest. This is, you know, this is the place to get the news. And, of course, in the morning, the place for you and I to talk about it. And we will in a moment. Um, Your thoughts on this extraordinary Worldwide focus on this uh, on this rescue operation in Thailand. There was no hope for these kids and their scoutmaster, and then there was hope, but no way to get them out. And now they've figured out how to do it, and it is just the most it's the most gut wrenching story. But 
the most extraordinary feel-good story with the whole world focused on something other than politics and political conflict, wars, or whatever, all thinking the same positive thoughts, hoping, praying, whatever, for these kids. I think it's really, really good therapy, frankly, for the entire human race, as long as it plays out the way it appears to be going. These kids and those heroic divers are up against extraordinary obstacles and odds. And if you haven't come to grips with that reality, we'll help you do that in just a moment. Don't miss what's coming up. Good morning, Orlando. Good morning to you. An update next on Orlando's News Weather and Traffic in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Well, Tom told you the good news. Out of that cave in Thailand, halfway around the world, they now have a fifth youngster out safely taken to the hospital, but they appear to be, all things considered, with their long ordeal. They've been in that cave since the 23rd of June, uh, that they are in good shape. I don't understand why we don't have any pictures of the kids who were rescued, because it's not like they're coming out of here in horrible shape. Um, and we had plenty of pictures of them when they were inside the cave. Remember that when they were initially discovered alive? I don't understand that. Not quite sure. Maybe you can explain that to me. But at any rate, the news is just good. I mean, it really is miraculous what is happening. And I just pray that they all get out alive. There is, um, there is no overstating what these kids and these divers are up against in this rescue operation. I want you to listen to a retired Navy SEAL now. Here is Don Mann on what those kids are going through. I've done cave diving, and I'm a rescue diver, and I've never experienced anything as, as arduous as what these young boys are experiencing. What you feel is a, a feeling of entrapment, and, and when you can't see a way out, and when you don't see light in a crack in the rock or something, you, you get a feeling of panic. They have a great team rescuing them, but they have a lot going against them. They have time going against them, oxygen, food, and water levels rising. Yeah, and let's pick up on that theme right now with the coordinator of the National Cave Rescue Commission. Here's Anmar Mirza on what the kids are up against. The big problem that they're facing, of course, is that none of these kids uh, knew how to swim. Uh, they've only had crash courses in diving. Um, and the spent nine days with no food, and that starvation made them weak. And so where if a healthy person... Uh, would have trouble doing this. Now you have all these added complications on top of that. And I don't think the divers are getting quite enough attention from the standpoint, yes, we're saluting them as heroes, but for, for their expertise and for the unique challenges this cave scenario poses, speaking to that aspect of this compelling story, here's a former Navy SEAL and combat swimmer. Let's listen to Jake Zweig. People don't understand how much gear these guys have. They're normally traveling with two full scuba tanks and a reserve pony bottle. You know, they could have upwards of 150 pounds of gear, and it's not just a straight swim. They've got to climb. They've got to get out and walk. Then they have to do it in the backwards fashion, put all that stuff back on with the kids now. And it all seems to be working. Four out yesterday, one out today, more to come, we'll stay on top of this amazing story from Thailand halfway around the world, Yaffe. 
Yeah, you know, Fox News just put up a graphic of what kind of what the cave looks like. Mm -hmm. They said it's 2.5 miles from the entrance of the cave to where the kids are. And they have to go through a lot of different stuff to get to those kids. Yeah, they have to go underwater, around corners, and then they got to kind of mountain climb through the parts that are dry. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. Really is extraordinary. Interesting, SpaceX guru Elon Musk uh, came up with a plan to help using a part of a Falcon 9 rocket housing to create a kid-sized submarine that the kids could be in with oxygen, shielded from anything on the outside, wouldn't have to swim, and would be towed by the dry, by the divers through the cave maze. Doesn't look like they need that right now, but Musk says, hey, I think it'll work, and it'll be available for future scenarios should, God forbid, this kind of thing recur. Yeah, I can't believe how quickly... He came up with that. It is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, he wants to send it to him now. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's quite amazing. They've tested it in the tanks and all of that, and uh, pretty amazing story there. We continue to follow this. And uh, so many of you listen to us while you're driving to work in the morning, and so many of you use our endless network of toll roads around the area. We're the most heavily tolled city, really, in America Uh, with a possible exception to New York City with all of those bridges and tunnels. But at any rate, for more than a month now, we've had this mess with the SunPass electronic automated supposedly billing system. And now all of a sudden they say, we got it straightened out. You're going to start getting bills. It's going to come in waves. People are worried whether they're going to be billed accurately and what recourse they have if they don't think they are. I have a novel idea I haven't heard anybody talk about here. Nobody seems to be thinking about we, the driving public, okay, who put up with this toll system and who are putting up with this billing fiasco. How about if we draw a page from the emergency hurricane scenario in which all tolls are forgiven for a period of time and say for the 35-plus days of this mess, All tolls are forgiven. Why don't we do that? Somebody tell me why that is not being considered and why that should not be done. I'll tell you a couple of reasons why I think it makes perfect sense. And there's a political angle to it as well. What do you think? And what are your thoughts on what's been going on with the SunPass billing fiasco? 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400, or text me at 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. I've been thinking about this fiasco with the State Department of Transportation and the toll road system here and their vendor who's supposed to run the automated billing system, an outfit called Conduent. And for more than a month, I think it's 35, 36, 37 days now, The whole system has been down, okay? So you travel the toll roads, you go through, but they they can't make the system work, so they can't bill you. But now they're going to bill us after this fiasco, and we're supposed to believe that these clowns who can't make this system work are going to be billing us accurately? I think they should just say all tolls forgiven for that period of time. I want to know, are you getting... Bills now? Is it all coming? They say it's coming in waves. They're going to spread it out, etc. But nobody seems to be thinking about we, the toll road driving public. I think 
they ought to suspend the tolls for that whole period and say, nobody's paying anything. Well, geez, we can't build the roads without the... Wait a minute. You're going to be collecting money on our toll road system till hell freezes over, and there's no sign that's about to happen. It'll go on in perpetuity. So you got a one-month gap where you're not making any money on the tolls, if you forgive the tolls here. We do that during hurricanes, right? Sometimes we're up to a week. The governor suspends all the tolls. It can be done. So maybe five years from now, if they want to build something with the toll money, they wait an extra month, this month, and then they build it. Seems to me that would work. What about the politics of it? Seems to me the governor ought to at least advocate what I'm advocating for political reasons. Maybe he can get it done by statute and say, we're just going to forgive all the tolls the way we forgive them when there's a hurricane. He's running for Senate. I think he'd be a hero, and he'd pick up a lot of votes. Yaffe, nobody's talking about this from the standpoint of the driving public. Of course not, because it's a monopoly. The government wants that money, and they know that they you have no choice, basically, but to uh, to wait for them. They would never get away with this in a private sector. They yeah. never would. I mean, could you imagine a big company like this? where their system was out for over a month, and then they're like, oh, we're going to bill you later? Could you imagine a private company in the private sector trying to get away with that? No, it would never be the worst PR to be out of business. Exactly. But because it's, yeah, yeah. like you said, it's the yeah. local government, they're going to get yeah. away with it. I got some texters weighing in on this. I'll share what they have to say in the next segment. I love some callers on this with what you've been experiencing with SunPass, what you've been feeling about this billing fiasco and this complete technical breakdown. And now we're just supposed to wait for the waves of toll charges to come our way? And are we supposed to believe that they've got it right? Why don't they just forgive it the way we do during a hurricane? I think that's what they ought to do. Great act of goodwill and the fair thing to do. And then there's the politics of it, as I just, uh, as I just analyzed with the governor's situation. What about it? Is the Bud Man on to something here? 407-916-5400. Text me at 23680 with standard message and data rate supply. Tom Alexander in for Deb with the news this morning. We've had breaking news since we came on the air of another boy being rescued from that cave in Thailand. Uh, Tom's all over that story and also focusing on a flight crew saving a dog in midair. News coming your way next. It's Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. From your cell, just hit pound 250, keyword real estate. Good morning from us all, Monday morning at 729. Bottom of the hour news update coming your way right now. Tom Alexander in for Deborah Roberts with more of that welcome news we've been awaiting from the cave in Thailand. That's right, bud. Good news continues to come in this morning. We're now seeing multiple reports. A sixth boy has been brought out of the flooded cave in Thailand. That's two rescued today now. Divers rescued four of the boys yesterday. That's more than two weeks after a dozen members of a soccer team and their coach were trapped in a popular cave complex in northern Thailand. The rescued boys have been taken to hospitals where they're being treated for dehydration, malnutrition, and other effects of being trapped underground for 15 days. Rescue teams and divers are continuing to work to get the remainder, the remaining boys and their coach out of the cave. So again, we're seeing reports six boys, that's half of the soccer team now, out of the cave. That leaves six more and the coach still inside, and divers continue to work out there in Thailand. Hopefully we'll have more of that welcome news before we go off the air at 9 o'clock. What else is going on, Tom? 
Well, bud, the news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. JetBlue flight crew members are being hailed as heroes after saving a French bulldog on a flight. Three-year-old French bulldog Darcy was on a flight from Florida to Massachusetts when she started having breathing problems. Darcy's tongue turned blue and she showed signs of distress. So JetBlue crew members provided the owner with an oxygen mask for her. Within minutes of having the mask on, Darcy became more alert. Her owners say they are forever grateful. What do you think? She's just, just afraid of flying or something? Could be. <laughs> Could very well be. Had a little panic attack, I guess. Uh, how about that? Well, that's kind of nice attack. in the way that worked out. Good. Yeah. At least nine people have been hurt in the annual running of the Bulls in Spain. Red Cross officials reported five people were hospitalized after the first running, which started Saturday. Four people were hospitalized after the second running yesterday. The 400-year-old event happens every year over a span of eight days in Pamplona in northern Spain. Injuries are common during the runs, which last between three and ten minutes. So far, 15 people have died from being gored during the running of the Bulls between 1910 and 2014. But the string of injuries continues, and it's hard to get up much sympathy for people who literally put themselves in harm's way. They do it to themselves. Right. It's not mandatory. They don't require this. And I'm not aware that it's come to that. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, people do. Uh, some people find it exciting to go and run away from these bulls. And they get what they deserve, I guess. I guess. Stuntman Travis Pastrana is on top of the world today. He paid tribute to Evil Knievel last night with a special three-jump performance in Las Vegas. His final attempt over the Caesars Palace Fountain was the same jump that nearly killed Knievel in 1967. Knievel came up short in his attempt and crashed. He broke his left hip, right ankle, both hands and wrists, and crushed his pelvis. He was in a coma for almost a month. Pastrana succeeded last night. He also pulled off the car jump and the bus jump while riding an Indian Scout FTR 750 motorcycle, the closest modern bike equivalent to Knievel's. That's pretty good, you know. You don't hear of anybody in in Knievel's league. Next thing he needs to do is to duplicate that Snake River, Idaho rocket shot that Knievel took. I remember that my wife and I went to a movie theater for closed circuit of that when it happened when we were first married and you know, we got we got hooked in, paid a fortune to watch this thing. And uh, it's funny. We still remember it to this day. Now that's what this guy needs to try. We'll find out what he's really made of. There we go. <laughs> WFLA News Time now is 736. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, bud. The Nebmeister is still enjoying an extended uh, time off from the 4th of July. And uh, she'll be back in the middle of the week. And uh, Tom will handle things news-wise until then. Yaffe in the control room and Steph taking your phone calls. And um, I'm interested in your reaction to this um, technological fiasco in the um, in the billing system for SunPass and ePass on the toll roads. It's been going on now for like um, I don't know five weeks, thirty five plus days, and they say they're getting it all straightened out. And now you haven't been getting bills for your toll road driving. Now you're going to get it in waves. It just seems to me that a move ought to be made, and I think the governor could do this, to say, we're forgiving all the tolls. It's not the driving public's fault. We can't be sure, they shouldn't be sure, that they're getting billed correctly given the mess that we have had for the last five weeks. And let's forgive the tolls the way we do for hurricanes. Sometimes you don't have to pay tolls for up to a week on the toll roads. A governor can do that by order through the Department of Transportation, which comes under him in the state of Florida. Seems to me that's the fair thing to do and the right thing to do. 
but I'm not hearing anybody but the Bud Man talking about that. What do you think? 407-916-5400, and are you starting to get billed again? How are you feeling about this mess? What a disaster. It's, it's outrageous what's happened here. And now we're just supposed to pay up? I think we ought to give the people a break. 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. So I think it's time to give the toll road riding public a break. We didn't cause that huge mess and the inability to get um, uh, to register billings when we drive the toll roads. We've been doing what we do, going where we go. We willingly paid the freight um, on all of these toll roads for so many years. We'll continue paying them when this thing gets fixed. I don't see why we should have to pay for this mess up we had nothing to do with. If we can remove the tolls from the roads for a hurricane emergency, I have to believe it might be within the governor's power. And if it is not, he ought to at least politically advocate it because I think he'd pick up a lot of votes in his Senate run against Bill Nelson and say, hey, it's only fair. Let's forgive all of the tolls. Then there'll be no controversy over whether people are being billed accurately and the bills are now beginning to come in. Yaffe, our texters are uh, weighing in on this, and what do they think? Uh, yeah, one person absolutely agrees with you, Bud, says they have been checking. Uh, one person says, I've been worried and checking and checking about when my tolls are going to show up, when the bill's going to show up. And are they going to just automatically debit my account for the money owe, or what's going to happen? So it shows one person yeah. who's worried, doesn't understand what's going to happen. Um, another person said he tried to log into his SunPass account online and couldn't even log in. Yeah. That it was still it was still messed up. It's a mess. How's there going to be any credibility to what the bill ultimately shows? Yeah, another person says that this is basically guaranteed to get attorneys involved because there's no way to check the accuracy of their bill. Yeah, yeah. I hate to sow the seeds of chaos here, but, you know, wouldn't it be sweet if we had just countless toll road drivers contest whatever bill comes in, you know, and just say, I don't buy it, I don't believe it, doesn't seem right to me, and let them deal with that in coming here. Maybe then it would make them wish they forgave the tolls here. I'd like to see it happen. I think it's the right thing to do, and nobody seems to even be thinking about this from the standpoint of the toll road driving public that gets fleeced by this toll road system every day of their lives. So that's where I am on that. Hey, Open Mind Monday is coming up on uh, Monday. You can, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, you can just call in with your take on the topic of your choice, whether I've talked about it or not, whether we agree or not, and I will keep an open mind and listen to you. We can talk about this fiasco with SunPass, ePass, and their and their vendor, Conduent, and, uh, and, and their inability um, to, to register the tolls and get the bills out. Do you agree with me? They ought to forgive the tolls. Why not? The world will still go on. They'll still be able to build their roads. The tolling will resume. It'll just be a one-month gap for crying out loud. I think they should be able to live with that, given how much money they take in, our hard-earned money. It wasn't our problem. We didn't screw up. What about the final four for Trump's Supreme Court pick? Who do you want? Tonight he'll announce it at 9 o'clock. Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, Ray Kethledge, Tom Hardiman. Reportedly Trump's final four. We can talk about the good news story as it now is unfolding, the heroic cave rescue in Thailand. We've got five kids out now, maybe a sixth soon to come. 
We're staying on the story, but I'll talk with you about anything on Open Mind Monday. I want to unleash the collective wisdom of the smartest audience in talk radio, and that's why I do Open Mind Monday, 8 to 9 on Monday mornings. So be ready to go with your take on any topic, whether we have talked about it or not. Good Monday morning to you at 7.56. You're on the 50,000-watt front porches. Good morning, Orlando. Rolls on from the Frontgate Realty Studio. From your cell, just hit pound 250, keyword real estate, and you're in business. In the newsroom and in the control room, we are continuously monitoring the high drama inside that cave in Thailand where all those scouts and their coach have been trapped since the 23rd of June. And we've gotten more great news this morning. Yaffe, you just informed me of something the folks are going to want to hear. And, of course, we'll update it on the news moments from now with Tom Alexander. But what do you have? Yeah, um, there's just being reported now that two more boys have been rescued. So that's three total this morning. Um, they say there are five, still five left in the cave plus the coach. This is going very, very well. And, of course, time is tight. The monsoons are closing in, you know, and the right. water levels could, could rise to the point where, where nobody can possibly survive it and get out. But this is just an extraordinary story, and that's the latest installation. We got three out today in addition to the four out over the weekend, and the rescue operation continues halfway around the world in Thailand. So that ought to brighten your morning. And we'll do our best to brighten it further with um, – the smartest audience in talk radio sounding off and taking over the show for the duration of their call or text message on Open Mind Monday. What's on your mind this morning? Do you want to talk about the cave rescue and how you're feeling about this extraordinary effort? It's a worldwide effort. The whole world is focused on this. It's the most amazing thing. I think it's just what we need. The Supreme Court pick will be announced by the president tonight in prime time at 9 o'clock. Um, Trump derangement syndrome continues. I think it's starting to play against the Democrats. I really do. We talked about it. And the SunPass, EPass fiasco here, we've been talking about that as well. But if you want to go off in another direction, I am all ears, okay? I am ready for you, and I want to hear what's on your mind this morning. There's not another hour like it in local radio on any station. So join the conversation. And first-timers, always welcome. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going to listen to you. And keep an open mind to your take on the topic you think most important this morning. 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Deb's off again this morning, but Tom Alexander is all over the story of the heroic rescue operation continuing in Thailand. He'll have more on the breaking news we brought you just a moment ago. And a flight crew saves a dog in midair. We've had that story, but we're going to have this story. Marco Rubio's push for paid family leave. Good morning from us all. We're so glad you're with us at 7.59. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here at Monday morning at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right here, right now for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Tom Alexander in for Deborah Roberts. Our top stories this morning. The cave rescue operation continues in Thailand. And Marco Rubio pushing for paid family leave. We'll have details coming up in one minute. We'll stay on top of that uh, cave rescue drama in Thailand for the next hour, and we'll hear from you on Open Mind Monday. 
coming up next on Good Morning Orlando. 802 on News Radio 1025. At least seven boys, and according to some reports, eight boys have now been rescued from a flooded cave in Thailand. That's a total of, it could be four at this point today. Divers rescued four of the 12 members of the youth soccer team yesterday. The boys and their coach have been trapped in the cave complex for 15 days. The rescue operation continues. Divers got started around midnight hour time today. Reporters at the scene say the timetable of the rescues appears to be speeding up, not just faster than yesterday's rescues, as is obvious at this point, but faster than officials even estimated when divers hit the cave early this morning. Looks like they have figured out how to do this, and boy, they are stepping on the gas and getting these kids out. It's remarkable, isn't it? It really is how many people have pulled together to figure out a way to get these kids out Mm -hmm. safely. The news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. One of Florida's U.S. Senators is advocating for paid family leave. Republican Marco Rubio heads to Washington this week to push a paid family leave bill. In a promotional video, Rubio says the bill is especially relevant in today's political climate. As Ronald Reagan once said, we are going to make it economical to raise children again. I want my message to be clear. If you work hard, pay your taxes, and start a family, you are doing immense good for our country in a time when we need stable families more than we ever have. Rubio says he wants to make the Republican Party more family-friendly. The bill would let parents access their Social Security benefits early to pay for up to 12 weeks of paid leave per child for each parent. President Donald Trump will reveal his Supreme Court nominee in a primetime speech tonight. The president is nominating a replacement for retiring Justice Anthony Kennedy, who has been on the high court since 1988. He will pick from a list that reportedly includes four federal appeals court judges, Brett Kavanaugh, Raymond Kethledge, Thomas Hardiman, and Amy Coney Barrett. By the way, if you have a favorite, um, that's perfect for a call on Open Mind Monday. Let me know your pick and what's behind it. Uh, It's all coming up. Tom, what else is going on? Well, investigators say an armed standoff with 39-year-old Gary Cauley in Polk County has ended after more than 24 hours yesterday, Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd says the incident started in Lakeland around 1 o'clock Saturday when Cauley took his 6-year-old daughter hostage. He has in the meantime gone to the garage and come back with a handgun. He is holding Ryland against the wishes of Amy. Cauley refused to release his daughter for almost a day. As I said, the daughter was eventually released safely at which point negotiators tried to talk Collie into surrendering. The situation ended when Collie died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. There'll be extra police patrols outside a University of Central Florida building where a woman had a scary encounter. The woman told UCF police she was walking by the Mathematical Sciences building early yesterday morning when a man groped her. She says she hit him and ran away. No arrests have been announced so far. WFLA News Time now 806. You can read about the woman who died from contact with a nerve agent used against an ex-Russian spy at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Alongside Tom Alexander, who's in for Deb, bringing us the news this morning. The Budman on the 50,000-watt front porch with you. Ready to take your calls or text messages on Open Mind Monday. Your chance to sound off on the topic of your choice and give your opinion. And I'm not going to argue with you. 
I'm going to listen and keep an open mind. Great opportunity for you. Great for first-timers who never call me on the hot political topics of the morning. You can just sound off on whatever it is that's grinding your gears. Or maybe you got something positive you want to say. We've got what's turning into one of the most upbeat good news stories ever. The apparent successful rescue scheme in that cave in Thailand that has now reportedly led to the rescue of eight of the 12 boys, just four left, and the coach. Who would have believed it was possible? That story is buoying my spirit this morning. I have to believe it is yours. The Supreme Court pick, weigh in on that, whatever you want. I think with the Trump derangement syndrome continuing, and it is really getting ugly out there, I think this is beginning to backfire on the left in the Democrat Party. I talked about it earlier. We can talk about the SunPass billing fiasco and my call for all tolls for that period to be forgiven. 407-916-5400, or you can take us in another direction, but get in early on the 50,000-watt front porch on the phone lines because we have a limited number of them, 407-916-5400. Text line is never busy. Go to 23680 there with your Open Mind Monday comments. Standard message and data rates apply. Gaffey producing, Steph taking your calls. It's Open Mind Monday, and on the back end of this hour, we're going to play the sound judgment game for a brand new fabulous prize. So we got a great third hour for you. Hope you can be a part of it. You're always welcome. We'll get right to it after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Open Mind Monday. We're going to find out what's on your mind instead of what's on my mind for the next hour. 407-916-5400. Join the conversation. Text me at 23680, uh, where standard message and data rates apply. Yaffe will check that um, text line here in a moment. But first up this morning, Joe from Orlando. Good morning, and what's on your mind? Yeah, I wanted to discuss the Supreme Court pick and uh, kind of hope he goes in a different direction. You know, our founders said that uh, our rights are self-evident. So I'd really like to get away from people who are members of bar associations. No lawyers? Yeah, I don't want a judge or a lawyer to end up taking this position. Well, well, who do you want? Have you got an idea on on somebody who you'd like to see the president pick? I mean, I think think your chances are slim because I'm I'm not aware that he has anybody on his list, certainly not the short list, who hasn't been a lawyer or a judge. uh, Yeah, I do have somebody in mind, and it's someone who's been exposed to a lot of leftism in his field, and he knows that leftism is evil. Okay. And um, and who is know, that? He, uh, who is that? Uh, I think he should pick James Woods. Really, the actor? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about the, who's our who's our president right now. President. Right, he's not a politician, and he's doing a great job in general. Yeah, he is. I agree with that, hundred percent. So break the mold on Supreme Court justice too. I don't think there's anything in the Constitution that says it's got to be a judge or a lawyer to make the grade, right? Yeah, on the contrary, it should be yeah. a uh, businessman. Very interesting take on that, Joe. Thank you so much. See, that's Open Mind Monday. I don't argue with him. I listen to him. I keep an open mind. How about that uh, text line, Yaffe? What do you see? Oh uh, yeah, one person says this. Bud says, as an admirer of the late Justice Scalia and Justice Thomas. I would have loved to see Amy Coney Barrett on the high court. 
because she is a young conservative Catholic and she would be phenomenal. Absolutely. And that's Yaffe's pick and my pick. And um, she could serve for 40 years. She's only 46 years old. Um, We had an expert on here earlier. One of our top flight reporters on this said the international betting line on this favors Amy Coney Barrett. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, exactly. The pick comes at 9 o'clock tonight. But enough of that, because um, I don't want to give you my opinion. I want to know your opinion. And if uh, if you have one on Supreme Court or you want to talk about anything else, whether we've discussed it or not, now is your chance. Love to hear from you. 407-916-5400. Hit the text line 23680. Hey, Bobby, welcome in from Lake County and Eustis. Good morning to you, Bobby. Good morning, sir. Bobby from Eustis. I know. Okay. My comment is that uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein complained that uh, Judge uh, Barrett is spreading Catholic dogma, and she has too many children. Uh, she got seven kids. What is what? Is Feinstein says she has too many kids? That's what she said. I heard it. I heard the, the uh, soundbite. Oh, I can't say the other program, but. I heard it. Yes. Is there another we, program on? I wasn't aware of that. I thought we were the only kind of the only program that did this kind of work. Well, uh, <laughs> you're the only guys I listen to in the morning. Well, but maybe she's maybe Diane's afraid they're all going to grow up to be Republicans. Seven kids, you know. Well, I don't. Know. I think that's kind of a bigoted statement. Well, uh, it isn't. She says that uh, he says that your dogma lives within you. Remember that comment? How bizarre is that from Feinstein talking about her Catholic faith? And, well, there it is. There it is. Thank you, Bobby. I appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you for being on the air. We appreciate it. Well, it's it's great. It's an honor to be here and uh, holding court on the 50,000-watt front porch. But I really want to give the microphone away right now to you. I can't believe I haven't heard from you, and I haven't heard from you, and definitely over there you're clamming up on me, and I don't have a call from you either. It's Open Mind Monday. I'm giving you the 50,000-watt front porch to say what you want to say and the topic of your choice. Where are you? 407-916-5400. More text messages coming in. We'll check the text line. Never busy. 23680. Standard message and data rates apply there. Let's get back to the Open Mind Monday phone lines. We got just an amazing spectrum of topics here. Let's go first down to Kissimmee and bring in Mike. Welcome aboard. You're on with the Bud Man. It's Open Mind Monday. Mike, take it away. Hi, good morning, Bud. Good morning, everybody. Hi there. Um, I, listen, I listen to talk radio, listen to Bud every morning and uh, throughout the day after work, and no one that I can hear is talking about what's going on with Lake Okeechobee and the toxic uh, water discharges happening for the past couple of years and starting again today. Today, Lake Okeechobee and uh, I guess Army Corps of Engineers has, are, are letting go all this flood water, but it's, there's both rivers, Caloosahatchee and St. Lucie, are completely covered in algae. There's fish kills, bird kills, uh, places like Sanibel that everyone likes to go to have completely been changed, and I don't hear anybody talking about it. Really? That's As, interesting. The governor apparently has taken some kind of boat tour that sounds like it, it might be associated with that today, Mike. It's huge, and no one's talking about it, and this is... You know, a tourist state, we love our beautiful state and our water. I'm a sportsman, and I know a lot of fishermen uh, and sportsmen that they know about it, but I don't hear it being broadcasted by um, by the news. And I just wanted to get you, Bud, uh, in on this. If you don't know already, you can go on a Facebook page called Everglades Trust. Um, okay. It's a nonpartisan thing, just making people aware. 
uh, that who's involved and who's taking money from Big Sugar, who are the main culprits of this. I was going to ask you who or what is to blame for this mess you're reporting. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I'm just kind of following the news. So take this and go find out for yourself. But Big Sugar has been dumping uh, toxic stuff and phosphates from runoff into Lake Okeechobee for decades. Right. And uh, they're a big lobbyist um, into the government, like all big you know, corporate things like that. Um, and some people who are running for governor are taking, are taking money from them. And it's really coming out now, and it's a big deal. We need to hold our leaders, as they say, feet to the fire because they're ruining our state. Thank you very much. Terrific phone call, Mike. I really do appreciate that. Here is Judy in Orlando. And what's on your mind, Judy? Hi, bud. I was wondering if you could give me some background on what's going on with the Sun Pass. What do you want to know? We talked about it earlier here. They they say they're going to be getting the bills out now in several waves, I'm told. You know, to make up for when the whole system was was a failure many, for 35 how days. How long was the system shut down? 35 days, something like that. Oh, my goodness. So if I had a friend visiting from out of town who didn't have a sun pass, and they went through one of the toll roads, should they even bother calling in and trying to, you know, get their fee waived? Uh, no, I, I, would, I would make a call, see what happens. See what happens. Yeah, I would, absolutely. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, Judy. Here is Bruce in Orlando next on another topic on Open Mind Monday. What you got, Bruce? Hey, bud. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, a lot of people are talking about Supreme Court justices, but I think part of the problem that we have nowadays that maybe we didn't have in the, in the past is that these judges sit on the Supreme Court for a lifetime, mm-hmm. and I think that they ought to have some kind of term limits just like everybody else should. And one of the ways that we can do that, that our founding fathers gave us the ability to do, was in Article 5, the people can propose amendments uh, that right. get ratified through the states and completely bypass the federal government. Yeah, an Article 5 and convention. That's right. And right. so uh, if people want to find out more about it, they can go to a website called conventionofstates.com. Thank you. Others are suggesting there ought to be a term limit on the United States Supreme Court, and um, and that would probably be the way uh, to approach it if that's what you want. Yaffe, text line update, please, on Open Mind Monday. Uh, yes, but I have some people wondering who is at fault with this cave disaster. Why were the kids there in the first place? Here's what I can tell you from that. Um, I think this is a Reuters report here. The boys went missing along with their coach after soccer practice on June 23rd, setting out in Thailand on an adventure to explore the cave complex um, and celebrate a boy's birthday. Seemed like an innocent, fun, scouting thing to do. Then the waters rose as the monsoons began to move in, and they got trapped in there. That's what we know. And there are people blaming the coach, and the coach has apologized, even though he is still trapped with four of the other boys yet to be rescued. Open Mind Monday continues, 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. News update now and in for Deborah Roberts. Tom Alexander back with us. You want some great news? Tom, you've got it. I do, bud. More than half of the youth soccer team that's been trapped in a cave in Thailand for more than two weeks has now been rescued. 
Divers have reportedly rescued eight of the 12 boys. That makes four today and four yesterday. The boys and their coach have been trapped in the cave complex for 15 days. Rescuers have ended their work for the day. Four boys and the coach are still inside. The news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Drunk seagulls are causing a problem for animal rescue officers in the United Kingdom. (laughs) The RSPCA reports more than a dozen calls about the intoxicated birds stumbling around southwest Britain recently. At first, officials thought the birds had botulism, but they all seemed to get better after vomiting. What do we got? A bunch of pub-crawling seagulls and across the pond there? What's going on? Apparently, these birds all absolutely reeked of alcohol. Animal control officers think they got into some brewery waste somewhere. Oh, I get it. Okay. Need to be careful, guys. Seagulls really will eat just about anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I find that out at the beach. There's nothing you can't throw out there they won't eat. That's true. They're all flying under the influence. That can be very dangerous. Absolutely right. Yeah. We need to ring them up. Exactly. (laughs) Go ahead. A 19-year-old man has been charged in connection with multiple vehicles being egged last month in Bismarck, North Dakota. The eggings caused about $3,000 worth of damage. More than 20 people reported to police that their vehicles were egged in June. An elementary school also egged. Now, why am I telling you about somebody egging cars all the way in North Dakota? I was kind of thinking about that, but I didn't want to hurt your feelings by asking. So what's the answer to that question? I couldn't resist when I saw the suspect's name, which is Benedict. Benedict is responsible for egging things. Eggs Benedict. (laughs) (laughs) Stories write themselves sometimes, don't they? Sometimes they do. Thankfully, (laughs) after I haven't had my coffee. (laughs) Are we done here? I've got one more if you've got the time. Oh, I do. A woman in New Hampshire has been accused of scamming an alleged scammer. Jennifer Wozniak answered an online job posting asking for someone to ship a laptop computer overseas. After she picked up the computer, investigators say she sent a stack of magazines over there instead of the laptop. Wozniak said she instead sold the computer to someone else. Well, turns out, police say a business reported that a hacker, apparently the person who posted the job, illegally used their account to buy the laptop in the first place. They still haven't found that guy. (laughs) Tom, thank you. Always appreciate it. Tom will be back tomorrow morning as Deb has one more day on her vacation. And, um, And we'll have the news then, of course. And I think we may have, may have, uh, the end of the cave rescue operation there. Hopefully, everybody comes out um, in good shape. It's quite remarkable what's happening there, isn't it, in Thailand? Open Mind Monday and a very patient caller. I said I would take him if he would hang with me, and he did. Don from Orlando, what about this prediction for next year? Well, Bud, you know, I've been calling him for 15 years, and I don't call him with crazy stuff. You have been. And I am an MKT owner uh, from uh, Central Florida Lincoln, so you know I've got good taste. Hey, I like the sound of that. <clears throat> so uh, I, what you probably don't know is that I'm an eschatology teacher in my in my church and what have you. So I, I consider myself kind of a futurist, but I don't uh, claim to be a prophet. I just say, oh, look, I put these things together, and, okay. uh, and so here's what I'm what I'm thinking. All right. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu um, has been wanting to do away with the Iranian 
nuclear threat since way before Barack Obama got elected, and he has basically watched America vote for a guy who said America's problem is people clinging to their God and their guns. And then he was even more astonished whenever we reelected a guy who said, hey, tell Vladimir I'll be more flexible about drawing down our nuclear arsenal once I'm reelected. Obama again. Yeah, so he's shot. He he knows that the American electorate is capable of electing somebody kooky like Oprah or something, you know? So he's not going to risk having the opportunity to do away with the Iranian nuclear threat. He's not going to risk that uh, upon our 2020 election cycle. In other words, whatever he's going to do about the Iranian nuclear threat, it's going to be done before June of 2020. Okay. All right. So now coming out of the November election, I don't care whether Trump gets a mandate or not coming out, but I think he's going to come out okay. In You're November. talking about the midterms now, right? That's, that's right. American midterms. Go ahead quick. i got a limited amount of time left, Don. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh Spring of 2019, I believe that multiple Moabs are going to rain down upon the Muslim mullahs of Iran, and they're going to do away with a nuclear threat militarily. Now, the Moabs are the mother of all bombs, non-nuclear, the biggest one we've got. That's right. Multiple Moabs on the mullahs of of Iran in the spring of 2019. Ah. And that's going to bring, they're they're doing this with the assistance of the Saudi Arabians, the Jordans, and the Egyptians, and the Sunni Arabs. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that bombing takes place, Israel and the Sunni Arabs, with uh, Jared Kushner and Barack Obama and uh, Trump's, support. Yeah. They're going to sit down and they're going to work over the summer of next year yeah. uh, on a peace treaty uh, between Israel and her traditional enemies over the last 6,000 years. And you think they, we'll have peace in the Middle East? Well, peace in the Middle East All will right. come in the fall of next year. Thank you, Don. I gotta go. I just do not have enough time on the clock because I promised our texters we'd get them in. Interesting call for sure. What do you got on the text line? So, yeah, it's a little tongue-in-cheek here, I think, uh-huh. but somebody somebody says this, says, give the Democrats a few days so they can blame this whole Thailand cave thing on Trump. Oh, it is his fault, and I'll tell you why. Because he pulled us out of the Paris Climate Accords, the planet continues to warm through man-made pollution. It's changing the weather patterns The tropical rains are more extreme in the likes of Thailand and a cave that would not have been flooded pre-Trump. Put all those kids and the scout leader in peril. It's all Trump's fault, Yaffe. All Trump's fault. Did you just come up with that on your own, or did someone actually bring that up? No, I just came up with that on my own on the fly. I know it's open mind Monday, but I've been been (laughs) held in the gate since 8 o'clock not giving my opinion, and I thought I would slip something in there. How's that? (laughs) Wow, okay. It's all Trump's fault. We're done with Open Mind Monday, okay? We're going to do the sound judgment game right now. Great family prize, brand new, clear the decks, sound judgment. First timers, great opportunity for you. You are eligible by company rules to play and win if you've not won sound judgment in 30 days. Otherwise, please don't call. Let somebody else have the prize. We're playing sound judgment right now. And I think you can handle this question, 407-916-5400. Get on the 50,000-watt front porch before all the lines are plugged, 
5400 Sound judgment coming right up. So we're getting into the middle of the summer. Kids are off from vacation. You've been here. You've been there. You've been on vacation. You're back in there antsy, and you can't figure out anything new to do with them. We've got it, and it's our prize on sound judgment. We're going to send a family of four to a very special place the kids and you will love. Let's talk about that prize, shall we, Steph? That's right, bud. So today we have a great family four-pack of tickets to the Orlando Science Center. They have so much going on in that place. It is amazing. The kids learn so much, and they have such a great time, and you will too. And it's a Science Center four-pack, and this is what you want to do, okay? And uh, it's great if, you, if you've got grandkids, you got kids or whatever, and it's from us to you if you're our sound judgment winner. Lines are jammed. Wait for a wrong answer. We'll open up a line for you to win in a later round at 407-916-5400. So... Today happens to be O.J. Simpson's birthday, and back in 1995, in one of the worst travesties of justice I can recall, Simpson was found not guilty of murdering his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her friend, Ron Goldman. As you listen to the sound of that stunning verdict being read, use your sound judgment to tell me how old O.J. Simpson is on this, his birthday. In the matter of the people of the state of California versus Orenthal James Simpson, case number BA097211. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant Orenthal James Simpson not guilty of the crime of murder. Finally got him on other charges on another trial, and he went up the river, but now he is out. But at any rate, it's OJ's birthday. How old is OJ Simpson today? Line one, go ahead. Uh, 73. Nope, but thanks for trying. Not far off. There's that open line. You can win, 407-916-5400. Line two, how old is OJ today? 71. Yep, we got a winner. (laughs) There you are. Yep, born on this date in 1947. Congratulations, you won our sound judgment game. Why, thank you. Well, we're excited for you. First name, please? Leah. Leah, how do I spell it? L-E-A. L-E-A, no H on there, huh? No H. Okay, and uh, what town are you calling in from? Mount Dora. Beautiful. Love Mount Dora. Love Mount Dora. You know, the Debmeister lives up there now. Did you know that? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, look for her around town. She's oh, terrific. Okay. A lot of fun. And anyway, uh, you're going to the uh, Orlando Science Center. Uh, have you been there, or have you been no, there recently? No, I haven't. We're looking forward to yeah, it. It's down in Lock Haven Park, and it's a great place, and they have some phenomenal exhibits. You're just going to have a great, great family time. Lee, thank you so much for being a part of our program. We appreciate you listening to Good Morning Orlando. Awesome. Thank you. Have a nice day. All right. Don't you go away. You and Stephanie will work things out, and we will get you the prize. Lee from Mount Dora, our winner. We'll play Sound Judgment tomorrow. We move it around throughout our three hours to give everybody a chance because we know you all can't listen conveniently at the same time. OJ's 71. I imagine. I remember when he was running through airports in the Hertz commercials, you know, and running through opposing teams and pro football and college football. This and guy was such an American. Can't forget the naked gun movies either. But. Well, yeah, that too. He was Nordberg, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and that that was when he was just beloved by everybody, and we didn't realize the unbelievably dark side of O.J. Simpson's soul. Um, yeah, that happened when I was in elementary school, so I kind of grew up with the bad side of O.J. I don't yeah. really remember when he was really loved. Yeah, 
that uh, that trial was just flat out unbelievable when that verdict came down. Um, you know, it just it was such a travesty of justice. At any rate, um, we have a winner, and tonight we're going to find out who wins the Supreme Court nomination sweepstakes. President Trump, 9 p.m., live from the East Room of the White House, makes his Supreme Court nomination. You can't go wrong with this if you're a conservative. All four of these finalists are rock-solid conservatives, and it is a game-changer coming. And we're going to be talking about it with you tomorrow. We'll keep an eye on what we hope will be the final phase of the amazing cave rescue in Thailand. Until then, have a wonderful day. See you tomorrow morning, 6 to 9. The Bud Man for the whole team. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America.